Welcome to another episode of Stock Talk. My name is Amin Reina and I am an investment coach and founder of Sage Investors. And as an investment coach, what I do is I work with new and experienced investors who are trying to achieve some level of financial security in their lives, but they're just frustrated by the whole investing concept. Either they don't know where to start uh, with, with respect to investing or they've been investing for a long time but just aren't getting a lot of a lot of traction with their portfolio. So what I do as an investment coach is I teach people. I, I engage with them on how to make more educated and obviously more successful investment decisions so that they can achieve some level of financial freedom in their life and achieve it with confidence. So that's kind of what I do. So this is Stock Talk. This is my little uh, my little web webcast, my little uh, podcast and video. We're actually, we're back on video. Uh, for this episode, the previous episode we just did audio only. So I, you know, this is Stock Talk. I like to talk about all things investing, share some of my uh, observations about what's going on in the market, some of my takes on uh, what's going on in the market, and also sharing with you how I make my own investment decisions. So this is episode 79, and yeah, it's Investment Decision Day. This is the uh, episode I like to do every every least every month. I'd like to share with you how, how I've made my own personal investment decisions with uh, not so much with the, with the intention of like uh, giving recommendations or stock tips, but more just about sharing with you kind of my thought process and how I went through making these decisions. Really with the goal that you can kind of take some of these nuggets of insight and some of this, uh, some of my observations and kind of bring it into sort of your own investment framework, your own decision making framework. So. Today I'm going to share with you uh, a few decisions that I made in the past month. Uh, normally I also write a, uh, a, a blog post to go along with it so I can explain things a little bit more in depth, but I haven't got around to it. Hopefully by the time uh, the next episode of Stock Talk comes out, um, the blog post will be there and you can check it out. You can check it out on my website, uh, sageinvestors.ca. Just go to the uh, blog, click on, click on blog. So. For obviously I begin, one of the key things I want to make sure uh, that's out there is I'm sharing with you my investment decisions and uh, what these decisions that I made are, are by no means recommendations for anybody uh, to go out and buy and sell and basically copy what I'm doing. Uh, one of the things I do as an investment coach is, as I said, I teach people, I engage people how to make a, uh, better investment decisions, uh, but I don't tell people what to do. I don't say go buy Facebook, go buy uh, Microsoft or you know whatever stocks I don't tell people the whole point of as an investment coach what I love about it is I get to teach people so that they can make the decisions on their own so uh, please don't uh, you know it's, it's that disclaimer aspect of it um, the stuff I'm talking about here are definitely not uh, recommendations that uh, you would consider for your own portfolio these are just I'm just sharing you my circumstances and my own uh, decisions that I'm making so yeah it's uh, I believe it very much so I love doing this because it's uh, one of the things I really believe in is being transparent. Uh, it's one thing for me to teach people how to make investment decisions. It's one thing for me to teach people how to read income statements and balance sheets and figure out what the value of a stock is. It's another thing to model the behavior. It's another thing to practice uh, what you teach. So I very much believe in, in practicing what I teach. And uh, so these, these uh, the, the monthly investment decisions that I share are, are a reflection of that. So enough of the... I don't know, administrative side of it, background side of it, let's get down to business. So what did I do? Uh, I did a couple of things. I actually added um, a couple of new stocks to my portfolio and I also bought some more shares uh, of another stock. I didn't do any selling this month, in the past month. So what did I do? So the first investment decision I made was I decided to add to my existing position in Imperial Oil, ticker symbol IMO. 
Um, the stock basically crashed through, not crashed through, basically fell through the $40 level and was trading at the time at about uh, $37. Um, so I decided to, to, to take a position, add it, buy some more shares to drop my uh, average cost down. When I initially bought this, I've held the stock now for a few years now, and I, the first time I bought it was at $50. And uh, slowly as oil prices have been going down and as the stock has been going down, I've just been kind of like nibbling and building, adding a little bit, adding a little bit, adding a little bit to, to take the cost down. So now my cost base on the stock is $42. So I've come from $50 to $42. So what did I do? Why did I do this? Well, the big thing is, is oil prices. And I think the reason why the stock price kind of came down a little bit um, was that oil prices, again, were starting to track back downward. Uh, at the time when I was looking at oil was now falling into the $40 range. It was trading mostly in the fifties, but now it was, it's been tracking downward into the $40 range. And then the stock also, you know, conversely went down to under $40 too. Big reason why oil prices have been going down is a lot to do with supply, and which is interesting despite the fact that there's been this big publicized uh, cut in production by all the uh, Gulf states, the OPEC countries, uh, prices keep slipping down. And uh, even if prices were to slip down and stay in a trading range, from the analysis that I've seen, and from my analysis of just analyzing oil companies, my, my experience analyzing um, oil companies, oil companies are, are among the mo most amazing, well-run, man-managed companies out there in the sense that they can, can they've, they've demonstrated this ability to create wealth. They can create positive economic profit, high returns on invested capital in a really bad market, and also in a really great market, obviously. And so obviously we're in a down cycle for oil prices. And despite that, um, companies like Imperial Oil, especially the bigger, the bigger name kind of companies, really continue to do a good job of just creating wealth. They're really on top of their costs. They manage their costs extremely well. They're very flexible, very nimble in terms of shutting down, ramping up, lowering production and stuff and things like that. Um, and so even the fact of the matter is despite the prices being low, uh, Imperial Oil continues to be generating positive economic profits. So when I look at that and I just look at the, again, the long-term issues, okay, if oil is in a down cycle, even if it stays in a trading range, let's say if it stays in a trading range on the 40 to $50 range for a matter of a couple of years, this company is still profitable. And so, is, is, and it's comfortably profitable. So I decided to um, use the opportunity with the stock going to below $40 to just buy a few more shares and uh, kind of lower my cost. So my cost now is now down almost $42. Uh, it says stocks trading, I think it's today it's trading around $37. Um, so I'm down still on the stock, but my cost base is a lot lower. And again, this is a stock I'm comfortable with holding uh, for a long period of time. And the fact of the matter is we're in a down cycle and if things happen, usually, you know, things will go down and then things go back up. So I'm comfortable holding the stock um, where it is right now and uh, just letting it go and letting it just uh, hang around there. So that was my first decision. Now, the second decision uh, for, well, actually my second and third decisions, I kind of, I did them at the same time. And for those of you who follow my blog or uh, have been listening to previous episodes of Stock Talk, my, my previous episodes where I, I share with you my investment decisions, this is these two companies that I've added, stocks that I added are, should be no stranger to you. Basically what I did is I, I uh, added, I opened a position and bought shares in two companies. One was CalMain Foods, ticker symbol, C-A-L-M and Tyson Foods, ticker symbol uh, TSN. So uh, these are stocks actually I owned 
at the start of the year and I sold them um, and I decided to sell them to, to take profits. These are also two stocks that I have on my own personal investment list, my kind of my buy list, my go-to list that I always have with me that are companies that I really like, that I've liked. Um, I like how they're run, I like how they're managed, I like their performance, how they demonstrate consistent performance. These are, to my, in my opinion, um, best of breed companies, like dominant companies in their, in their sector. Um, but I've never, I, I would never buy them because the stock, I would think the, the, the stock price was too, was too high. I think the stock was overvalued. And so I always keep these companies on, my, on, my, on this list in the event that if the stock pulls back and the fundamentals of the business stay where they are, then um, I'm going to dive right in. And it's not about, well, scratching my head of should I dive in? I dive in because it's, it's, it's having this list is also really great in terms of executing your, your investment strategy. Having a list of stocks that you really like, that you want to buy, and if the opportunity comes, if there's no like, well, maybe I should think about investing. No, you know you've done your homework already up front and it's just a matter of execution, executing your strategy. So Calming and Tyson Foods have been on my, my list. Um, and this is the third time I've actually owned these stocks. I've owned them a couple of times before. I've had a couple of iterations with them and they've all been really good iterations. I've made some um, pretty decent, like 20% type returns with owning these stocks in the past. And so um, I think uh, Tyson Foods, I think I, last time I, sold, I only sold it for 6%, uh, 6% gain, but I'll, uh, I'll talk about a little bit about uh, that in a second. So why did I get back into these companies? So let's pick it off. Let's start off with, uh, with Calmain Foods. Calmain Foods is the uh, egg producer. They, their, their bread and butter is eggs. They are do all things um, egg products. They right now uh, in the US account for 23% of egg production in the US. So they are the dominant, one of the, if not the dominant egg producing company in, in the US. If they're not, they're pretty damn close or they're right up there. Um, so I bought in the stock at uh, the same level that I actually bought it the last time, which was about 37.50. And last time I sold it, uh, it went up to like $45, $46. I sold it and I, I banked my profit and it came back. The stock since then has come back down to that 37, 38 level. And so I thought, hmm, uh, this looks like this might be a really good opportunity to jump in. And I did a little bit of homework on it and the stock has been down since I sold it. The stock was down like 25% in, you know, in the last, since the start of the year. Um, the egg production, eggs, egg prices are in a down cycle right now. The price of eggs is actually 60 cents lower now than what it was a year ago. It's a, clearly in a down cycle. And so there's been a lot of pressure on the stock. The stock has just been trending, 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 trending down. And usually actually historically, when you look at this stock, the, there's some interesting um, observations with it in the sense that at the start of the year, the stock usually trends down. If you go back the next last 10 years, you'll see that the stock kind of trends down at the start of year and also, and it's correlated with, with egg prices. Egg prices usually trend down at the start of the year, but then they kind of ramp up throughout the rest of the year for the first, after the first few months. And so last year was kind of a weird year because that, that pattern did not occur. Um, so a lot of people thought that, uh, that pattern of where egg prices trend is, was just an, an uh, you know, an anomaly and we're probably going to go back to a more traditional type way in terms of uh, the cycle for egg, uh, egg prices. And so I'm thinking, okay, if, if the market's down right now, if the, 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 the product is down, production is down, um, why, this may, what's the classic tenet of investing? Buy low, sell high. 
I know the fundamentals of the business. I know the, the company's balance sheet and financials are really solid, very little debt, um, strong cash position. You know, financially, this company's not going anywhere. They're not going bankrupt. They have a dominant best breed, breed position and best of breed position in the in the, in the egg sector. Um, they're actually this is actually a lot of people are saying because the market is depressed, the industry is a little bit depressed now. This is maybe a great time for Calmain to actually go out and buy some other smaller egg producers and increase their scale, increase their size. So I wouldn't be surprised to see them kind of buy out some smaller kind of uh, localized uh, egg producers. So. So I factor all this stuff in, down, down, downside element, downside of the business cycle, stocks down 25%, solid balance sheet, management, you know, it knows uh, they have a good competency level in the management, on the management side. Um, they seem like they know what's going on and to me it's a best of breed company. So I just said, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open up a position here and, and, if, and if the price keeps going down even more, I'll probably buy more stock uh, to, to lower my cost position. So, um, as I said, this is my third time owning this stock and the previous two times it's been, I've kind of followed the same kind of pattern with it and it seems to work. And that's kind of the theme I really want to tell, talk about. Also, the learning that comes out of this is, is a lot of times people looking for stocks to buy, trying to get like, uh, looking for stocks that are going to go up 100%, double their money, triple their money kind of type thing, want to hit these home runs. The reality is you can, you can generate those type of returns, but you can do it incrementally. And, if you, and that's really the beauty of having that investment plan and having an, a plan in terms of how you want to exit stocks, in terms of identifying the types of returns you want to achieve. If you can identify those and establish those up front, when you get into situations where you buy really well-run, high-quality, well-run businesses, it's low-hanging fruit. Because if you buy them when they're depressed, eventually they're going to go back up. And if you get 15 20% and you can cycle through those returns on an iterative basis, Granted, it's not, you're not going to be, it's not, we're not talking day trading, buying it today, selling it tomorrow, buying it again the next day. This is about coming back, you know, a year later or a year and a half later and buying it again if the stock is depressed, trying to generate the return again. And over time, you're going to get that same home run effect um, by uh, systematically um, buying these stocks at low prices and selling them at high prices. That's the tenet of investing, right? It's the core tenet of investing. So. This, these uh, situations that I'm talking about with Calmain Foods and also with Tyson Foods are, are a classic kind of uh, methodology and uh, ideology that I follow in my investing plan is, is buying really well, really well managed, great companies, dominant in their, in their sector, and buying them at cheap prices, and then holding them until they retain some element of value or achieve a return that I'm looking for, and then banking the profit. And then if the company falls back in price, then I go, hey, is the fundamentals of the business the same? Has anything changed with the company? Is the management style changed? Is their strategy changed? If it hasn't and the stock is down and maybe the, the company's in a low end of the cycle, then it may, like, what's stopping you to buy it again? Like, you know how you can, you can buy it over and over and over again over long periods of time. Um, with the premise that, you know, I'm not gonna buy it, so I'm gonna sell it three days from now. I'm buying it. Every stock I buy, I buy it with the intention that I'm going to hold it for multiple years until I get the return that I think it's worth and the re or the return that I'm seeking. So that's the mentality and that's the framework. And I work with people when I coach people how to make investment decisions. I tell them instead of trying to hit home runs, trying to get bite-sized returns over long periods of time is going to get you to those get you get you the same results at a lower level of risk 
because you're not holding on and opening yourself up to all kinds of uh, uncertainties and risk. If you're systematically buying and selling and banking profits, investing in quality assets, quality businesses, your chances of doing well are, I think, a lot better than just buying stuff and holding it for like 10 years. Um, you know, you can do it. It's a totally legitimate strategy. There's all different ways. I'm not saying why. What I, the, my approach and my ideology is the only one. There's other ways. I'm just sharing you with, with what I have. Take it for what it's worth. So that's Calamine Foods. So my third and final decision was uh, I decided to buy back in into Tyson Foods, ticker symbol TSN. And I sold it in January. I made only 6% on it, 6.5% on it. And the reason why I sold it in January was because there was a big report out there saying that the U.S. was going to suffer a severe case of bird flu was out there and it could have real damaging implications in terms of livestock and in terms of food production and so my decision at the time was like you know what I don't think I want to stick around and see how this pans out because it could get ugly I'd rather just bank my profit what little I had at the time I thought at the time it was a, a negative game-changer moment that could impact the long-term durability of the stock I'd rather have sold the stock and just see how the dust clears how things shake out and if it shakes out, if it's not as bad as what they were saying it was going to be, then you know I'm happy to. I would be happy to go back in. So that was in January when I did this, and the stock has been down. It's down uh, almost. It was almost down 10%. And again, it's almost back at the same level that I bought it at um, uh, originally in my last uh, my last iteration. And so, despite all the, these issues that are going on, there was a big issue that the company had a massive fire at one of its real core main plants, and a lot of people say that's gonna impact their future production. So that stock got a t took a hit. So the stock's been kind of taking a hit um, in the last while. And again, but when I look at the fundamentals of the business, again, it's the dominant meat producer in the company, in the country, in, in, in North America. Um, it's top three customers are Walmart, Costco, uh, and I think one of the other one of the other big American uh, chains, they're everywhere. They control basically the entire meat processing food chain, from you know production to distribution to marketing and everything. So they're just they're just uh, they're just a solid rail company. Again, the financials on the company are rock solid. Great financial position. The balance sheet's really in really great shape. Um, and so it's in a down cycle. Again, it's in a down cycle. And so I looked at the opportunity, stock is down, companies, in the, the industry is in a bit of a down cycle, but I look at the fact that this company is still making, generating economic profit, creating tangible wealth in a down market, which is what I love to look for. If companies can create tangible wealth in a, in a depressed market, in a weak market, eventually that mar the cycle is gonna switch. And these companies, those type of companies, when things go on the upswing, when, this, when the industry goes on the upswing, um, the stocks are going to follow and they're going to surge uh, through it. So those are the companies, that's, these are the type of companies I love to look for, are, are companies that are dominant in their industry, but the industry is in a down cycle, but they're still making profit. Um, so I looked at it and I said, okay, you know what? This sounds like a, 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 a I'm not going to say a no brainer, but it says it's, sound, it's fitting in terms of the criteria and my strategy and my investment ideology that I like to follow. High quality business, dominant, uh, dominant brand leader in its industry and uh, creates tangible wealth, tangible profit, solid balance sheet. Stock's probably undervalued, it's coming under pressure. So there is upside to this stock. So again, I'm happy to open up a small position and add more to it if the stock continues to fall down a little bit more. I'll be happy to buy some more of it and average down my costs. 
if it goes up, it goes up. So um, that's so that so from that perspective, that's kind of what drove me to to, to buy back in into Tyson Foods. So those were the three decisions I made. I bought again to recap. I added some more, uh, bought some more shares in Imperial Oil, and I opened up some new positions in Calmain Foods and Tyson Foods. Um, two companies that were on my on my little list of companies I really would like to buy, but never really get to buy because I think the stock's prices up. Prices are too high. I think the prices on these two companies are in pretty good shape. And <clears throat> interesting also that these are food companies. And it also fits into kind of one of my little criterias that I have that I like to buy, I think dominant, durable businesses and companies out there are companies that kind of cater to four different, different um, demands that we have as people uh, that we need to survive and one of them is food so to me food kind of oriented businesses and companies are companies that are always going to be in demand they might be wavering a little bit but there's always that consistent demand for for food there's going to be oh like you know when i look at calamine foods it's eggs eggs is a core staple in our in our diet and our at least in our north american diet um, now the fact is we're eating eggs all the time so one of the things i was wondering was that with the real proliferation of all day breakfasts like by McDonald's and, and Burger King and all the fast food chains now, um, I wonder if egg production is gonna you know, have a little bump up, even though the market prices are depressed right now, but you know, this, uh, that kind of event, I'm wondering if it's conducive to, to higher egg prices and more egg production, which is gonna benefit companies like CalMain and uh, CalMain Foods. So, Food, for me, it's food is a core pillar in terms of my investing ideology. Yeah, it's a constant area where there is constant demand and it's an area where, you know, demand doesn't really fall off a cliff. Um, it may ebb and flow, but it doesn't fall off and it's a consistent demand we have for food. We need food to survive. <laughs> and so there's a lot of things we can give up in our life, but I don't think we can give up eating. So, uh, and especially eating core um, staples that are part of our our everyday diet so food is that and meat is that feeds into that you can talk about the whole vegetarian kind of concept there but the reality is meat is still and it's a core again a, a core element of, of, of our diet so I don't see that going away anytime soon it might diminish a little bit but there's a huge population I think that's still gonna eat meat so that's all I got for you that's all I have to share for you. I'd love to hear your thoughts on my decisions here if you have any questions about my decisions in terms of again how I went through it and how I came across to the to getting to these decisions, feel free to give me a shout. You can shout through my website, send me an email through my website, sageinvestors.ca, and just hit the contact button, drop me an email, and I'll be happy to answer uh, about answer this or anything else uh, about anything else about my uh, my practice in terms of my coaching services and also my uh, online courses that I teach. Um, and my in-person courses that I teach on investing. I teach courses on how to buy and sell stocks, my everyday investing program, as well as I teach people how to buy and sell ETFs. ETFs are becoming a very common uh, dominant player now in the investing um, landscape. So I, I teach a course on how to figure out how to buy and sell these, uh, these little ETF products. So that's that. And uh, I'm just trying to think if there's any other announcements that I have. Oh yeah. For those of you who are interested in keeping track of my podcasts and wanting to know about future podcasts, future uh, blog posts, future videos that I do, future mind map videos that I do, um, 
you can, uh, I have a, what I do is every Wednesday, I, I send out a, an email newsletter. Um, I call it In The Loop, and it basically highlights all the new content that I'm kind of putting on my website, as well as I'm sharing with you various uh, investment information, investment research articles that I come across that I use in framing my own investment decisions. So I'm happy to share them with, uh, with you. If you're interested in getting on that um, subscription list, it's free. All you gotta do is just go to the website, sageinvestors.ca, go to the section on subscribe, and you just gotta enter your email and name and uh, I'll get you on the list. And every Wednesday morning when you wake up, you will have uh, a nice spanking, brand new spanking new edition of In The Loop. That's pretty much all I got for you this week. And uh, if you have any questions, give me a shout. Happy to answer them to you. Um, that's pretty much it, what we got for you this week. This has been another episode of Stock Talk. My name again is Amin Reina, and I'm an investment coach at Sage Investors. And thank you for listening. Um, if you're listening through the iTunes, uh, if you're getting these episodes through iTunes, feel free to subscribe to all the other ones. Feel free to leave some feedback, leave some stars. It's all good. So thank you for listening, thank you for watching, and we'll catch you again another time. Take care. Mm -hmm.